Listen, God is chapter two. We about to get into it. We about to get into it. Come on back in. Come on back in. Don't go nowhere. Listen to this song. Let it minister to you. And get right back into it, guys. Finally, oh yeah. So many things in life I had to give up on. Good morning. Good afternoon and good evening. Meeting you where you are, no matter what time of the day it is. Welcome to the Crown Table Unleashed. Are you ready to be motivated, inspired, and encouraged? It's time for you to get in step with the Spirit. Here is your host, Jeffy Clark III. Yeah, guys, listen, listen. I'm so glad to be in here, guys, talking to you guys here on today. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Depending on where you listen, to, what time you listen to this show, guys. How is the day going? How has the day been? How you doing? How you feeling? How you feeling out there? Is everything going like you wanted to go? Right? Are you doing the best that you can? Are you, are you leaning on the relationship with God that you got? The, the man that can hold it all for you. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? Are you doing that? Guys, listen, I can't wait to get into chapter two of God Is. I never talk about like part one and stuff like that. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be. I wanted it to be fancy, so I ended up going with chapters. Because, you know, we, we deal with chapters in our life, right? So check it out, guys. Let the sun minister to you. We're going to get right back into it. We're going to glide right on through this thing, guys. I know about that. I know about that. All right, y'all. Let's get this thing. Chapter two, and we on number nine. Is God is good. He is infinitely, unchangeably kind and full of goodwill. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalms thirty-four and eight, guys. The goodness of God disposes him to be kind cordial benevolent and the goodness of god disposes him as a kind god full of goodwill toward men he is tender-hearted and of quick sympathy and his unfailing attitude toward all more beings is open By his nature, he is inclined to bestow blessedness, and he takes holy pleasure in the happiness of his people. Just like his other attributes, God's goodness exists within his intimability and infinite nature so that he is unchangingly always good. His mercy flows from his goodness in his goodness to us. We see 
what he has proposed to be good in a special way to his people. As with God's other perfect attributes, Christians find it easier to affirm the goodness of God when things are going well. When life takes a nosedive, though, that's when we begin to question God's goodness to and for us. Don't we do that a lot? When the psalmist writes, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good in Psalms 34, he is inviting us not just to believe that God is good, but to experience God's goodness. The psalmist affirms his experience of God's goodness from a place of suffering. In verse 19, he makes the remarkable announcement. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, even with a good God who is sovereign and everything in his power to do whatever he likes, good people still suffer. His punchline, though, comes in the next phrase, but Yahweh delivers him out of them all. Evil happens, but none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Guys, we, are, we be in a place in life sometimes where we, we just really be so far from God to where the point to where we be forgetting about certain things that God has promised us, right? And one part of God's goodness is to never leave you or to forsake you, right? Never leave you behind, never leave you in a place of struggle. When you are joyful, when you are, when you are happy, when you are doing those, doing the things um, that are within God's will, so is God, so is God also happy, right? Because God wants to see you happy. There's no instance in this time or in this area of life where God does not want to see you happy, right? But we do go through things. We do have things that rise up um, to us that cause us to, um, to fall into certain places. But when we have God, we can rise above those things that come to, you know, to try to hold us down, right? But we have to be willing and able to, to see that, right? So we, we can move past that. And with God, we can do that. All right, God is 10, chapter 10. I mean, not chapter 10, but um, point 10. God is just. He is infinitely, unchangeably right and perfect in all that he does. The rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are just, a good and faithfulness and without injustice. Righteous and upright he is. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. What does it mean that God is just? What does it mean that he is just, ladies and gentlemen? It means more than he is simply fair. It means he always does what is right and good toward all men. Likewise, although although this is hard for many to accept, his sentencing of evil, unrepentant sinners to hell is also right and good. Mm. A natural question that raise, that arises from this is, how then can a just God justify a justify the unjust as each of us are without Christ? Through the work of Christ in anointment, justice is not violated but satisfied. When God spears when God spares a sinner, his mercy, his mercy is does not forbid him to exercise his justice, nor does his justice forbid him to exercise his mercy. He is both fully merciful and fully just. 
in light of God's other attributes of goodness, mercy, love, and grace, there are some who might who might in error say that God is too kind to punish the ungodly. But to believe this means we dub the reality of his infinite, unchanging justice. God will have justice for sin, either from crisis, anointing, death, or for those who will not accept it, eternal wrath in hell. All men are guilty of sin in the sight of God. From the mass of humanity, God's sovereignty decides to give mercy to some of them. What do the rest get? They get justice. They saved get mercy. The saved get mercy and the unsaved get justice. Nobody gets injustice. Mm. That's a lot of things people don't want to talk about today, guys. And we just hit it on we just we just hit it on today. It's something gonna happen to you. It's only one way this thing can go. You can either be saved by Jesus Christ, or you cannot be saved. And you can be still living in your sin. And you know where you're gonna end up internally in hell. There is so much that goes on in life, and people always want to talk about, um, you know, when somebody is talking about sin, that, oh, you're judging me. You're judging me. You're judging me. Um, and a lot of times, that's how, that's how, that's how people look at it, right? Because even, even, even in then, um, we can't identify correction, right? Because we can't even identify correction when it's coming from the job. When somebody's telling you you're doing something wrong, it's not right, or you need to fix this, you need to fix that, we're upset with that correction, right? So why would it be any different from getting correction from your pastor at church or a leader at church about something that you're doing and you're talking about, oh, they're judging you? I tell you this, and I tell you this all the time, and I, and I tell people this so much, I say, I say God is, is, is Jesus, excuse me, Jesus is up there um, arguing on your behalf to present you perfect before the Lord perfect guys and you know what perfect is perfect is without blemish you know think of something that you have that's without blemish it's perfect and then when it gets a blemish on it you really don't want it no more right but we when we have when we have jesus christ as that bridge um thank god that he still wants us right even though we're, we're full of it right so in other words is god is gonna get what's he what's, what's owed to him one way or another i'm either gonna get it by the sacrifice of my son jesus christ or i'm gonna get it from you eternally in hell forever That's 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 big boss move right there. I'm gonna get it either way. Don't don't haven't you had somebody tell you your um parents might have told you when you was growing up, well I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna get it either way. You either gonna uh uh clean this room now and be on punishment for a week, or I'm gonna spank your butt and, and you still gonna be on punishment for a week. But either way, I'm gonna get me. I'm gonna get mine. You gonna you gonna get this this here punishment, this here justice. Right? So so God is as much as he is merciful and graceful, he is also a heavy handed God. And you can see that um, an example I, I, uh, I like to use is if you look at Moses, my goodness, was not Moses, a great servant of God. But boy, when he messed up, man, God didn't hold, God didn't hold no, 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 no soft, no soft hit. My boy could only see the promised land, couldn't I enter it? That is a hard thing because it's like, man, wow, like one mistake, one mistake, right? And you can lose it all. So 
you know, if you think about the, you, you, you got to think about that thing, man. The one thing that can mess you up and, and send you down the wrong path, man. Um, so when they say God is just, he is definitely a just God, um, for sure. But he's also a merciful God. If you look at, um, um, the story with, um, with the talking donkey and, um, how your boy was, was, was riding on the donkey and being so defiant the angel was in the path and the angel was trying to kill him, right? Being merciful, right? How many chances did he get to go down, to go down this path to finally, um, God was like, well, let me try one more thing. And make the donkey talk, right? So the donkey was talking, and and then you know the angel appeared. So uh, it's not like you don't get the chances. You do get the chances, but it's just like you know, God is all the way, it's all the way, all the way left on goodness, and all the way right on justice. So there ain't no corners being cut. In other words, all right. Point eleven. Here we go. God is merciful. He is infinitely, unchangeably compassionate and kind i will have mercy on whom on whom i have mercy and i will have compassion on whom i have compassion so that it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs but on god who has mercy romans chapter 9 verse 15 through 16 as noted above god's mercy is inseparable from his justice he is infinitely, unchangeably, unfailing, merciful, forgiving, loving, kind toward us. He is inexhaustibly, actively compassionate. His mercy is also undeserved by us. Without the mercy of God, we would have no hope of heaven. Because of our disobedient hearts, we deserve death. For all, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and the wages of sin is death but because of the mercy we don't get what we deserve instead because of the mercy of god we get life through faith in christ oh this is so good this is important right here this is we're gonna stay here for for a little bit um just real quick guys um understanding that we all have sinned right right and it says that the wages of sin is is death Right. And you probably saying, well, um, a lot of times we think we think of like, I got time to get it right. And it's going to be death eternally. Right. We, we talking about when we talking about, you know, going to hell and things of that nature. However, I encourage you to as we as we move into this lane to look at it this way. Right. The wages of sin are death. Right. It doesn't mean that death has to come later. Death could be right now, right? A consequence of something that you are doing in sin right now. For example, we all fornicate, right? We we have all had fornication, right? Sleeping with different women, sleeping with different men, things of that nature, right? Well, what's one thing big that you can get from fornicating is an STD. It could be life-threatening. Or it could be um, just something that you could get rid of, right? That, that as harsh as it is, if you get something that you can get rid of, what a warning that is, right, to get it together. What a warning that is to get it together. And let's say that you don't heed and, and you keep going down this, you keep doing this, you keep running around with 
all different kind of people and swapping fluids with all different kind of people. And then you end up with something that you can't get rid of. And ultimately it ends in death. The wages of your sins will end in death. The scriptures have also said it. But then you have part saying, well, um, what's another sin that's that that we do a, a lot that's that's not so um seem to be so big and prevalent? Let's say lying, right? If you if if you're somebody that has a lying tongue, right? How can a person experience um death through a lying tongue if they just always lying, right? Well, you can have death in other ways, right? So let's say you get caught in a lie. Right, you've been you've been lying so much to um let's say people at work, people on the job, I mean people yeah, people on on the job at work, um, family, uh you're lying about all kinds of stuff, right? You just a lying tongue, right? A consequence of, of lying is getting caught in that lie, right? And then having repercussions to it, right? So, you know, whether it's losing the job, you know, that's a form of death. Right, because your finances are now cut, right? Because of the consequence of what you would do in line. Or if you've been lying to your family and, and they cut you off, right? They they say, Hey, we love you, um, we care about you, but we just don't want you around. We don't want you in this space because we can't trust you. So if you get into that kind of position where well, you, you you've died, you've died, right? Because whatever you were doing in the lie to get what you were getting you now can't get any more, right? And so who knows how much of harm, you know, that that, that, that situation is going to cause you, right? The same thing we talk about a murderer, right? If you're somebody that, that murders and, um, you know, one day you might run up on the wrong person and, and, and get done in. So for those that, that are running rampant in the world and just like all free will, like it's just like it's nothing, it's not nothing. It's something, right? It's something. And it's important for us to to look at ourselves and be like, man, that's me. I need to change, right? I need to stop doing some things, right? I need to I need to do a 360. I need to, you know, refocus my life, refocus myself, and truly turn from whatever sin is, is, is on me, right? Um, and if you, if you can't turn now, you know, if you if 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 you can't if it's something that you can work your way out of, you know some sins should, should just be cut off immediately, right? But but I would like just cold turkey, right? But if it's somebody that likes to curse, right, they have to work their way out of it, right? So you know it takes time, right? I mean, hey, you know, let me practice on on certain words and not you know not um using curse words, right? So let's keep it going. Um, point 12 is God is gracious. God is infinitely inclined to spare the guilty. Hmm. God is gracious. God is infinitely inclined to spare the guilty. Let's get into it. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. Psalms 145 verse eight. If mercy is not getting what we do deserve, damnation grace is getting what we don't deserve eternal life as mercy is god's goodness confronting human misery and quilt so grace is his goodness directed toward humans depth and 
Dermot. It is by his grace that God imputes merit, excuse me, inputs merit where none previously existed and declares no debt to be where one had been before. Because grace is part of who God is and not just in action, he bestows. It means we can trust that trust that grace is eternal. His grace is something we do that we do not earn or lose for for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god ephesians 2 8 his grace is also sovereign i will be gracious to whom i will be gracious exodus chapter 33 verse 19 let's de-infiltrate between God's common grace and his saving grace. Here we go. Let's go. His common grace is a gift to all mankind. It is the reason that everyone, Christian or non-Christian, enjoys the blessings of life. Provision and abundance. Matthew chapter 5 verse 45 tells us, For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And sins reign on the just and the unjust. While all of humanity benefits from common grace, all those who profess, believe, and put their faith in Christ receive saving grace. This is what results in our sanctification and our glorification of God. That we might live for him and enjoy him for all eternity. Mm, so you got the common grace and you got that saving grace, right? Saving grace, man, being inside Jesus Christ, right? Because we all got the common grace, right? Because God is graceful and he is um, also um, graceful on the righteous and the, the, the non-righteous, right? Non-Christians. So um, when we have grace, you know, when we, when we get that saving grace, it's like leveling up. Woo! Now I got the that forever grace i got that grace that's gonna get me to heaven i got that grace that's gonna get me going and once we understand that we have that grace listen to me we have that grace some of us fall some of us christians are falling into uh, uh not just christians falling into places of darkness but we have um outside people that fall into gracious um places of darkness right and they don't have saving grace but for us that have saving grace and fall into places places of darkness we have to understand that we love and serve a god that is there for us and we we have already have the victory right we have already won you just have to believe it and realize it and understand it that you are a winner a champion you are a champion through christ jesus right you have victory because you have saving grace. So how could you let darkness settle, let darkness in and let it settle over you? Let it hold you down. Let's go ahead. Point 13, God is loving. God is infinitely, unchangingly loves us. He loves you. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God and whoever loves, loves, has been born of God and knows God. Mm. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 8. All 
as with all attributes, we can only begin to comprehend God's love in light of his other attributes. The love of God is eternal, sovereign, unchanging, and infinite. He also, he has all allowed his heart to be emotionally identified with men. Self-sufficient as he is, he wants our love and will not to be satisfied till he gets it free as he is he has let his heart be bound to us forever god is love god's love is active drawing us to himself his love is personal he doesn't love humanity in some vague sense he loves humans he loves you and me and his love for us knows no beginning and no end let's get back to this real fast but love let us love one another for the love is from god and whoever loves has been born of born of god and knows god anyone who does not love does not know god because god is love first john chapter 4 verse 7 through 8 love guys when we are when we are having love right when you say you love somebody you are to love man and that thing is 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 really when you take it to the extreme right if somebody stole from you and you are angry that they stole from you it is understandable right but you cannot have hate for that person you still have to love that person through christ right somebody says that um well i don't have to like a person to love them right but that's a fine line right because we know what the word like mean we know what the word um um love mean as a matter of fact um y'all know on this podcast i like to define words and definitions so that we can have a great understanding of um what stuff means and, and how they're being used but like right the definition of like is having the same characteristics or qualities as similar to to they were like brothers or used to draw attention to the nature of an action or event or is it's the same way that as people who change countries like they change clothes um what i'm looking for okay cool so um and then when we define um when we define love um it says it's an intense feeling of deep affection a feeling of deep romantic or or sexual attachment to someone right um, so love and like, if you say, you know, when people use like as, you know, I like somebody, you know, I don't like somebody, um, you know, it could be a fine line between, between, between the two, right? If you walk in that tightrope, um, but we are to love, love each other, man. And I, th- and I honestly think the challenge is not loving like the people that you already know, right? The people that you build bonds with, but it's loving like the stranger, right? The people that you don't know, the people that who you don't have an interaction with or the people that you don't have a relationship with um, or don't know, right? And seeing them and still being able to be like, you know what, I, I love you, right? Truly and honestly, you know, love you, right? With, that, with all of my being, right? I think that's the challenge, honestly. All right, point 14, God is holy. He is infinitely unchangingly perfect. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, Revelation chapter 4, verse 8. The word holy means sacred, set apart, revered, or divine. And yet, none of those words is adequate to describe 
the awesome holiness of our God. All of the attributes of God, holiness, is the one that most uniquely describes him. And in reality, is a summation of all of his other attributes. The word holiness refers to his refers to his separateness, his otherness, the fact that he is unlike any other being. It indicates his complete and infinite perfection. Holiness is the attribute of God that binds all the others together. That God is holy means he is endlessly always perfect and his standard for us is perfection as well therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect jesus says in matthew chapter 5 verse 48 huh y'all see that perfect told y'all perfect perfect that's the goal guys to be as straight as possible right as straight as possible as, as straight as humanly possible that's why we need Christ without Christ taking the place for us and dying for us for for our sins we will all fall short of God's holy standard since God's first concern for his universe is is its moral health that is its holiness whether it is contrary to this is necessarily under his eternal displeasure to reverse his creation, God must destroy whatever would destroy it. When he arises to put down iniquity and save the world from irre irreparable moral collapse, he is said to be angry. Every wrathful judgment of the history of the world has been a holy act of preservation. The holiness of God, the wrath of God, and the health of the creation are irresistibly united. God's wrath is, is his utter intolerance of whatever degrades and destroys. Thankfully, the Christian will never have to experience God's holy wrath poured out. Though Christ's death and resurrection, the penalty for our sins was paid and we we were inputted, credited, and Christ's righteousness. Now when God looks on us, he sees Christ's perfect holiness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is only in that we can hope to stand in the presence of the blinding, pure, perfect, holy one of Israel, guys. Point 15, God is glorious. He is infinite, beautiful, and great. His radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand, and there is the hiding of his power. That's it, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 4. The glory of God is the infinite beauty and greatness of God's man, manifold perfections. The infinite beauty and I'm and I'm focusing on the manifestation of his character and his worth and his attributes. All of his perfections and greatness are beautiful as they can as they are seen and there are many of them. That is why I use the word manifold, meaning many and various. 
When we think of the glory of the Lord, the image of brilliant light often comes to our minds. This is certainly appropriate as scripture often describes the glory of God in terms of a light that shines brighter than anything that we experience on earth. The glory of God, of course, in inseparable from his other attributes, inseparable from his other attributes. So God is internally, infinitely, unchangeably glorious. His radiance and beauty emanates from all that his that his is and all that he does. Isaiah 43 and 7 says that man was created by God for his glory. So our whole existence and purpose is to glorify him as we are created in his image and image and do the good work he has prepared for us to do. Inevitably, man will man will try to find glory in other things. Yes, yes we do. Woo. Mm, that's the truth right there. Man will try to find glory in other things or to try and make himself an object of glory. And when those things fail to bring us satisfaction, we must decide to humble ourselves and turn our gaze back to the only one who is worthy of our glory. Nevertheless, he is with us. The fullness of his presence is all around us. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I, if, if I, if I, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the, in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, even there, you shall, you shall, um, lead me and your right hand shall hold me. The psalmist proclaims guys. Wow. Beautiful guys. Beautiful guys. Listen, guys. When we are growing closer to what God has for us and what God is doing for us, man, it is amazing, right? Because it's it's good to know that um God is glorious. It's good to know that God is holy. It's good to know that God is gracious. It's good to know that God is merciful. It's good to know that God is God is just. It's good to know that God is good. It's good to know that God is faithful. It's good to know that God is wise. It's good to know that God is omnipresent. It's good to know that God is omniscient. It's good to know that God God is omnipotent. Guys, it's good to know that God is self-sufficient. It's good to know that God is immutable. It's good to know that God is infinite, guys, because when we have all these things put together, we know that we can get through any and all things, guys, that we can we can power through a lot of things, man, with God. And some of this stuff we be trying to hold on to, man, hold on to ourselves, man, we just can't do it, and we need to stop trying because it's it's us doing it to ourselves. And we can, we can, we can, um, uh, we can rise above it all, guys. We can rise above it all, and we can be um, great within the Lord our God, and 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 be good with God, man. But you have to, um, you have to want it. You have to want it, guys. You have to want to um, seek Him out and be a part of of His kingdom and, and the things that He is doing, doing and the things that He has done, the things that He has, He is going to do. Um, so if you are in a place, guys. All of these points that I named out, 15 of them, all of these points that I have named out, guys, these points um, are for you to know God's nature, right? God's nature as it is being. 
as him being the ultimate being, the ultimate of who he of who he of who he is. And when we are when we can understand that, um, we have a father. Right, when we understand that we have a, a king like God, that nothing can nothing can stop us, guys. Nothing can nothing can get in the way of that. Nothing can get in the way of what God has for you, what God has planned for you. Uh, nothing of of that kind of nature, guys. So listen, we made it to chapter two. Um, that's the end of it for this uh, thing. I thought I was gonna get into chapter three, but I just went on ahead and just kind of I uh, went on ahead and finished it out. Um, and um, I thank you guys for having me. Um, and um, I hope you guys continue to have a good rest of the day. Um, let's pray and let's get up out of here, guys. Father God, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for the life, health, and strength that you have provided to us, God. God, we want to thank you for your ability, uh, um, for us to be able to have an opportunity god in this moment to be able to get to know who you are father god to get to know your nature to get to know how you move and how you operate god and the things that you are not going to stand for god and the things that you are going to stand for stand for us god that you are on our side god that we can conquer anything that's with inside of you god that we are 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 are, are servants god and we are children of, of yours god that we can we can move through anything god that depression can't hold us god that depression can't hold us god that we can move through uh, uh, a lot of different things god the anxiety cannot be a hold on us god that we are rising above uh, above those things god that your judgment is going to be strong against depression that your judgment is going to be strong against anxiety that your that your judgment is going to be strong against those things that are that are that are raving and, and and yelling at us in our mind god that we are we are greater we are better because you have that understanding and the know-how god that you are um are moving in a way that it that 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 we cannot comprehend or understand god but everything that you have done and everything that you are doing is lining up in the way that it's supposed to be god god help us to have more trust in you father god help us to have to have this understanding father god that 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 you control and god that you are over all things god that even in those things that are bad father god that you love us god that that you understand us god and let us know that 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 we have the uh, uh uh um the ability to, to with you god that we can move god we can move things god that we can we can walk over mountains god we can walk over hills god father god and we thank you in, in today father god we thank you for for today god anything that's that has came along in today god we thank you for it god anything that has came along that is that that, that is bad god we thank you for that god we, we exalt your name in the in the moment father god we adjust your name in the good as well father god in, in, in the name of joy father god we we, we we exalt you god we say thank you god we say hallelujah god we say glory god and we say that you are the only god that you are the only the only the only god father god and god we thank you god in the name of jesus we pray amen guys listen i'm gonna get up out of here thank you guys for tuning in to the episode y'all you know, already know that um um I'm excited to have you guys. Listen, come back here. We got a dynamite episode on the next episode. It's going to be about depression. I'm really going to be breaking some things down. Um, and it's also going to be a little video that I might have come out about it. So um, that's going to be posted on the Crown Table Unleashed Instagram and on my page and also on the Crown Table Unleashed on Facebook. So make sure you go and follow those pages and um, or follow me on, on, on Facebook and Instagram, Jeffy Clark. On Twitter, it's the Crown Table um unleashed as well so you can go follow it on twitter because it's gonna be posted on twitter guys listen i'm excited i love you guys y'all have a great day
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crown Table Unleashed with Jeffy Clark III. If you found today's episode meaningful and impactful, share it right now with your friends and family. Tune in again right here, same place, same time. And remember, we're meeting you where you are no matter what time of the day it is. Don't have to carry no more weight up on my shoulders. Now I'm finally freaking.